Now, I want the people to know that they still have two out of three branches of the government working for them, and that ain't bad. I did not know that. Wow. Not funny. Dangerous, though. It's quite pungent. It's whatever. It's cute. Now, please listen very carefully. This is the Brian Suits Show. I'm awake, AF, AM 770 KTTH. Uh, Brian Suits uh, here on your Friday, your end of the week. How about you, Producer Greg? Are you just awake or awake, AF? I am 83% awake. Um, yeah, that dog and pony show that happened yesterday, the border, was everything wrong, everything right about lying and hypocrisy, but uh, um, yeah, and the, uh, the, the talking points are out as of today. Um, and new new guidance, everyone. No, no longer. Don't ever say asylum seeker. Certainly, don't say illegal alien. That's so uh, 2014. The new phrase. Did you hear the president trot this out uh, yesterday? The phrase that pays. Newcomer. 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 Not illegal for no. Nowhere in the United States code does the phrase newcomer apply anywhere in immigration law. It it says actually, alien who arrived illegally. It's like you're a, an illegal alien. It's like a freshman in school who's just transferred to a different campus. We got a newcomer here. Oh, you said newcomer, everyone. <laughs> Let's stand up and tell us something about yourself. Well, I come from Venezuela. Uh, I like rape and fleeing. Oh, that's, that's not fair. Yeah. That's... <laughs> I mean, did you hear that guy turned down bail? His uh, his lawyer in, in uh, Georgia said, probably best not to get out. Where's the Northwest Bail Fund when you need it? I know those scumbag commies who hate civilization and hate law enforcement, hate laws. Those crime uh, subsidizers. Yeah, bailed all, all the all the commies that got arrested at Seattle uh, City Council protest, which you're not allowed to do, so they get arrested for tr- trespassing. They got bailed out by the Northwest uh, Community Bail Fund, which I'm I'm looking up. Their office is listed up there by uh, Gold Gold Mine Hill. It's on Beacon Hill, and I, it's just it's just a mailbox. Uh, but I mean, I'm really really curious about what kind of idiots are funding that uh, idiot factory and why they hate civilization. Why you've got mail? Why they love failure and because uh, I mean, look, you you the, this is stop the sweeps is a front. Well, that's a Seattle thing. Stop the sweeps, and so they've they've morphed now into stop shot spotter. Okay, funding this technology because because uh, I, somehow it it affects minorities more. Well, you know what? Bullets affect minorities more. What this does, and I'll, I'll re-explain this a thousand times this year. This is a groundbreaking technology that's been installed in big cities, uh, and and it's a way to triangulate where a sound came from, specifically gunfire. Right, and if police can know that if people if some if one guy calls nine one one says oh, I'm hearing gunfire okay well, what's your address that doesn't help a lot but if the data can show you instantly uh, where the gunfire came from and then correct for reverb and echo and the whole thing it's an amazing tool and catching people that are doing community shootings is a good thing. Um, and in spite of Northwest Bail Fund and and uh, and all that, uh, so this so cream. I love this. This is a uh, a goat level uh, nickname uh, of all time. Cream Abdul Jabbar. That guy is good. C R E A M. Inch by the way. Avila, 
Taking off again. This time distributes at the bench. Oh, he said bench. He did. I had to listen to it three times. He's talking about how deep oh. Indiana State's <laughs> bench is. I had to hit the dumb button because I thought it was the other B word. No, no. It says <laughs> uh, so you want to get into that bench with kicks. An Indiana, Indian accent. Taking off again. This time distributes at the basket to work with. So what? What's his real name? Something Avila? Avila? I don't even care. Cream. Cream His nickname is Cream Abdul Jabbar. This is a pudgy white guy who I guarantee spent ten thousand hours in the driveway by himself. Yes, of course. And is really good. He sees the court better than almost any college basketball player right now from the highlights that I've seen. He's driving, a big, big pudgy guy driving. He goes up and he does it behind the back uh, to the guard under the, under the net. He's really, so here's the thing. Here's why I'm getting excited. Because <laughs> you got your, March Madness is coming up here in the, at, at the Ides of March. And you got a couple teams that, um, you know, the Cougs are doing great. So I'm excited about that. But this kid from Nebraska, Casey Tominaga, is from Hapon, and he's really good. And this kid from Indiana State is parky as hell, and he's really good. <laughs> what he lacks in speed, he makes up in basketball acumen. In college, and uh, yeah, obviously, growing up, I get. I'm assuming in Indiana, he knows the darn game and uh, and the whole thing. But more on, but what's this about the Japanese guy? You say more on that. Uh, in just a second, because it's a Friday, we have to wrap up the week, or kind of, sort of. And welcome to March, everybody. Goodbye, February. Looks like we made yeah, it. Yeah, looks like March is going to be even Look worse. Look how far we've come. And here me. we go. Today, the city finally said, enough. Irwin was arrested in October for digging up the hillside with an excavator he took from a nearby construction site. He was going to dig out the hillside to search for gold and diamonds. You know, once again, when you're on methamphetamines, you can do amazing things. <laughs> it's the worst border ever in the history of the world. This governor, Newscom from California, isn't that his name, Newscom? Tominaga. The president doesn't need a cognitive test. That is not my assessment. He passes a cognitive test every day. You're on television. I know. Scores of examples of his committing felonies. And the only reason they didn't bring the case, they said, is because he's an imbecile. I love Newscom, by the way. So good. Because the, the narrative that the White House dictated to NBC was contrast Joe with that crazy Trump at the border. Uh, and so they'll, they'll sh- they're they're showing some of the few times that that Biden was lucid at Brownsville, where he saw nothing. There, there's not a crisis at Brownsville. It's a pretty standard now um, port of entry. And as a movie set, they brought out the Border Patrol, you know, a, a river Zodiac at Brownsville. The Rio Grande is far deeper. Um, and so Trump was talking about what Border Patrol union members talk about, which was it was way better. And now that because because they're trying to set up damage control because the young lefty base of the Dem- Democratic Party is about to go bananas because Biden is going to use. And then here's your second phrase that that pays of the day. OK, so newcomers, newcomers, not not asylum seekers, no, no more of that newcomers. We have to welcome these newcomers. And then phrase number two, executive order is out. That's out. Executive order is out. You know what the new the new phrase it pays? That's definitely not Trump. Later today, Biden will take 
executive action. Take that, orders. Yeah, take that, words. Got some action for your how about, face. How about, how about that? Um, and you have Border, border Patrol people saying that, look, in the first 100 days the guy came in, he reversed all the executive orders like, you want asylum? Stay in Mexico till you till your uh, hearing. That's a big one. That was reversed, and that's why you have this crisis. And they're trying to deny uh, all of this. And and then the backup, and this is the ultimate Democratic backup is, if you disagree with me, you're racist. And if you're racist, well, then by golly, you're xenophobic. Here's Senator Chris Murphy uh, delivering that talking point. Last well, night. I mean, first of all, this invasion rhetoric is just absolutely disgusting. It's xenophobic. It's racist. Go to Ukraine. You see what an actual invasion looks like. That's also a straw man, by the way. Total straw man. Oh, okay. Well, go to Poland on September 1st, 1939. That's what, boy, you get your Wehrmacht involved. That's that's an invasion there. Okay, it's an invasion by individuals. It sure looks like an invasion to me. When you have when you have thousands of people underneath uh, an overpass uh, at uh, in El Paso, <clears throat> um, an invasion of individuals. Okay, how about that? Where are you from? Oh, I'm from Germany. That's a nice uniform. Ah, it's just me. I just answer for, my, for myself. Well, look, I've, here's, there's 200,000 of my closest friends. And this you have to reject because they do that to silence you. Well, you're you're a racist xenophobe, which is like baby kitten. It's redundant. I mean, first of all, this invasion rhetoric is just absolutely disgusting. It's xenophobic. It's racist. They're, they're disgusting, xenophobic, and racist. And, you know, that's what Xenophon said. I'm disgusted by you foreigners. I think I'll walk through your country. Um, so th that's one straw man. Here's another straw man. And again, the straw man argument is a fallacy. It it it's m making up a false objection, and then and then uh, saying you're you're against it, or that you're going to fight against it, or or whatever. So this was the first one because the biggest prairie fire in recorded history is raging across the Texas Panhandle, but it's a prairie fire, and they've happened in the past. There's precedent for them. Um, it's driven by the wind, uh, so there's that. There's been wind in the past as well, but uh, but wait. The idea there's no such thing as climate change. I love that, man. I love some of my Neanderthal friends uh, who still think there's no climate change. Well, my administration's going to keep building on the progress we've made fighting climate crisis. So there's mumbly McPotus uh, burpling that, again, a straw man. I don't, uh, at this point, I don't know... Any Republican or any climate change expert or even non-expert who doesn't believe that the climate is changing, because as, as it turns out, the climate is always changing. That that should have been made clear early on. The issue is who's driving it. Uh, you know, given the infinitesimally small point point zero four percent of the Earth's atmosphere that's CO2, and of that, the tiny portion that man creates. Are you saying that we're driving it, not now cow, not cow farts or unicorn farts or whatever? But anyway, total straw man. He so he kicked off the uh, Kabuki tour with uh, with a straw man argument. I I gotta I, I don't want to like be California centric, but I have to I have to work Nuscom into everything today somehow. Um, Challenge accepted. So this is what they did. They dictated this, and NBC delivered. You know, show Grandpa Joe uh, vigorous. Um, and focused and uh, staying on task and then show Trump crazy throwing names around. As president, Trump severely restricted asylum and required migrants. Oh, wait, no, this is, uh, I'll get to that uh, uh, later. 
Um, uh, yeah, so so that that's where you get the uh, the newscom. I lo- love newscom um, on that. And so um, I can't say cut six that I have in the folder. I can't say that title on the air. But that's all I can say about Mayorkas. Uh, because he's he is in Texas and he calls out Governor Abbott for doing his job for doing Mayorkas's job. Unlike Texas Governor Abbott's efforts to undermine federal border enforcement, the leaders in Brownsville serve as a model of cooperation in addressing together the challenges that irregular migration present. Thanks, turd. <laughs> he's never looked more frog-like. But he's he's in there calling out Greg Abbott for solving his problem in Texas. And notice he said irregular, irregular Im- immigration. Just that irregular migration. Irregular migration. Irregular migration, everybody. Well, get regular uh, on that one. So... Um, so he is what I said in 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 the uh, in in the label uh, on on that one. Um, so, what does a border patrol think now? Because they're also trotting out, and you're going to see this all weekend long. Yeah, but Langford is a conservative. Yeah, but it's a bipartisan uh, bill. You know, we need to reinvigorate this because Langford is a conservative. Apparently, it's a, the conservative that can't read or or something like that. Um, I don't know. But how does a border patrol? Feel because they keep saying, and the Border Patrol endorsed it. Well, they endorsed a pay raise, okay? They would not be doing their job as the Border Patrol union if they did not endorse a pay raise. But who do they think? Who does the rank and file? What does the Border Patrol president think about who did better at the border? Because this is really what it boils down to. As president, Trump severely restricted asylum and required migrants to await their court hearings in Mexico. When President Biden took office, he reversed those policies, but is now considering employing an executive power used by Trump to suspend asylum. Ouch. So there there you go. And that is going to be, it's a solution. It's an immediate solution. And it's going to be a gigantic win for Trump because he gets a vote too. He gets to pay for commercials and the whole thing. And so they're terrified of this. Um, and so this is really, when, whenever a politician announces that we shouldn't play politics with something, it means they're about to play politics with it. Um, and uh, let's not play politics with the border. Well, no, sorry, done. That The bull's out of the barn on that one. Uh, and what they're about to do is because they're very quietly strangling uh, Israel. For instance, uh, the Federal Trade Commission has been told uh, to start investigating the Israeli company that makes the Iron Dome. And I mean, all this stuff behind the scenes that they don't want you to see, because uh, if you write a check, you probably you probably uh, would not write a check. Uh, but they want to please uh, young, radical, lefty uh, Democrats who they, they think are, are going to be the, the margin of victory or something. But um, so they buried Navalny. Oh, they're trying to anyway. How old is Roger Daltrey? Roger Daltrey is now an octogenarian. So he's younger than the president of the United States. Now, how long ago was that? Because he, he always had the, the titanium throat. 1978. Oh, well, there you are. Live performance, by the way. Um, and, uh, yeah, a, a legendary artist. He's kind of morphed into a lot more TV history 
TV and stuff like that. A very, very interesting guy. A, a polymath, uh, as they say. Yes, he pioneered the whole swinging the microphone around and duct, uh, during duct taped on the on the XLR right. connector. You don't want to lose that connection. You yeah, because that that, that early on in their career, folks, I'm talking to you through an XLR connection on a Sennheiser microphone. And it's not designed to be swung around and have the weight of the mic pulling at it. <laughs> and he learned that the hard way early on in in the London. Because, you so, know, the Who or the Whom were mods. They were not rockers. They were mods. Mm, good point. And if you've ever seen, and that's why they did the album Quadrophenia. They like those little mm. motorcycles. Um, they're yeah. not called motorcycles. And that is, they? from from that, that that's the, the thing about Daltrey and uh, Pete Townsend is that they saw albums as a complete start-to-finish work, a little bit like Pink Floyd, but like Quadrophenia, every song in that album is great. Tommy, oh, unbelievable. And then you're Tommy, your rock opera, and... and uh, but I think Roger Daltrey's got to be one of the top five rock voices of all time. There's only false imitations when it comes to yelling. what he did. Yeah, no, really, 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 really good. Uh, Tom Petty would have been wise to hand over the singing duties to Roger Daltrey when Daltrey was bored. Uh, we have to uh, bring Tom you, Petty into I, this, God I rest his soul. I well, I, I always drag a bad singer in when we're bad talking about a, a great singer like Roger Daltrey. But do do we? Is there a is there an example of uh, Daltrey doing sort of a more uh, ballady song? Uh, see me. Oh yeah, that's right. Me. There you go. From from Tommy. Um. Uh. Yeah. So anyway, but uh. So so this uh, this kid from Nebraska, Tominaga, and there's nothing better than than basketball highlights uh, on the radio. That that's that's why I know. Oh, so without th question, th that's how good this kid is, Casey Tominaga. So I'm excited because there's things to look to watch for. In, in the tournament, 64 teams. Plus, the other, the other cool thing that the NBA uh, copied is the play-in. That's that's a really intense game. You're, you're the 65th and 66th best teams, but that play-in game is always phenomenal. Uh, so I, I don't care. I'll, I'll watch those games, you know, the weekend before the, uh, the, the big tournament that is trademarked. But anyway, they, they call them, and, and is this racist or not, the Japanese Steph Curry. Let's, you, you, you decide. There's Tominaga. Has struggled of late. That'll get him going. What, wasn't that something? Now wait till you see the next one. Tominaga trying to answer any You can just hear the ball hitting the rim. Tominaga gets the so, that, so, of course, he played for Nebraska um, and uh, the whole thing. So, that'll, that'll, that'll be fun. And, and, by the way, anybody on that court, Illinois versus Nebraska, could school Caitlin Clark, okay? She's playing in her gender division, but she's really good. She's the best in her gender, and she's about to break the NCAA all-time scoring record. It's Here's what's crazy. <clears throat> it's not only the pre-three-point line era that, that she's, she's breaking records of guys, of men and women that never played with a three-point line. Uh, Cheryl, what's her name, Woodson, and then Pete Maravich, but also shot clock. Big deal, the shot clock. A big deal. It made you shoot. And and by the way, I am a proud attendee of the worst college basketball game in the past 50 years. It was played in Pullman during the a tournament 
uh, subset. It was like a Western regional. What made it the worst? Because it was so boring. It, it, first of all, it was built up Patrick Ewing, Georgetown versus SMU. I, I want to say 84. John Concack for SMU went on to a long NBA career with the Hawks. Big, big guy. And so we're supposed to be seeing this, this epic, you know, big man, Ewing versus Concack. I'll let you look it up. I, I, um, final, your final score. Well, no, before you look it up, what was the final score? Uh, 52 to 48. Try 36 to 33. No. 36. That's a halftime score. Same length of time as today. 36 to 33. Patrick Ewing with a whopping like six points. It was a terrible game. And we were thinking, oh, of course we're going to that game. Georgetown was the number one team in in number one seed. You know, they went out of that Final Four here in Seattle. It was like Georgetown, Houston, North Carolina. So you had your Jordan, your Akeem Olajuwon, your Ewing, and the whole thing. Then we're thinking, oh, this is going to be great. This is going to be a legendary game. And then, (laughs) my hair. And that's what it was. It's a terrible game. But uh, when when big-time basketball comes to small-town America... All right, when we uh, come back, uh, how'd that Navalny funeral go? Well, you're not supposed to either. You're not supposed to cry, hold up a sign, or say war. So we'll see how that works um, when we come back uh, here on a Friday edition. By the way, um, 800-465-8770, 800-465-8770, because we care about what you think with your thumbs. And also the TikTok airline seating hack that has the airlines terrified. I'll tell you how to do it when we come back right after this. Sam 770 KTTH. You had my curiosity but now you have my attention. Not one of my favorites um, on that one. And uh, remember, when these songs were released, they were on AM. Isn't that weird? AM radio. On amplitude modulation. Then someone said, you know, let's let's modulate the frequency and, and, now, hi- and hire Steve Slayton and now to people be the get king of rock. Your dulcet tones on the AM radio. Yeah. And so um, the Brian Suit Show ombudsman is here, by the way. And I've got uh, two two corrections uh, for the week called up by, by a guy here on the text. Okay, I could not recall. I, I said that across from Detroit earlier this week. I'm going to say Tuesday or Wednesday when I was denouncing lithium and electric cars again, as usual. And I, I could remember the town in Ontario across the river uh, uh, from uh, Detroit. It's Windsor, Windsor, Ontario. I thought that was the mistake on the lake. And Tor- Toronto is uh, is the third biggest town in North America. 
but it's full of Canadians, so we don't count it. But Windsor is the one I was looking for because that's how they make the Windsor engine. But now they make the engines in Detroit, and they and thanks Uncle Joe, they shut down a bunch of engine factories that that compress gasoline, then introduce a spark, and then the expansion of the gasoline uh, creates power as it goes around a common camshaft, and uh, then, then Brian gets to work. It's called internal combustion, and so and we'd love it. And it makes economic sense, uh, by the way. Even even with uh, I, I I did notice I went to normal I went to Normies uh, gas, and I got ethanol, uh, but ninety two, and I it's a lower price. I mean, I'm destroying my oh, engine, good. but but so, so that's my interaction um, there. And then r- retraction number two um, is that <clears throat> I couldn't remember the town. That Pete Buttigieg was mayor of. Remember, we sat here f- f- flailing about what town was he? It was South Bend, Indiana. It's where Notre Dame is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we never could, and I was called out on that. And then number three, correction number three. It took me ten seconds to remember Ichiro. Remember, we're, we're talking about um, Shohei Otani and the Doyers, and uh, <clears throat> and that he all he said on social media the day before yesterday was. Uh, I make seven hundred million bucks, and I met a woman, met a gal, met a gal. We're settling down, and we didn't know whether or not Ichiro was married. He is married, in yeah. fact, and has and, been for some time. And that, like I said, that reinforces the, the one point, the one thing of, that, that people uh, who worked around the guy in the Mariners organization and media is that he was fiercely private. Right. He didn't want you to know that he lived on the Sammamish Plateau next to Buner and oh, the whole thing. And uh, he didn't, no one, you know, saw him with his wife and all things. And this is not Manhattan. This is not London. I mean, I don't think if, if a player here, they have unusual power. If you write the, the wrong column about an athlete um, uh, with the Seahawks or the Mariners, you will not be welcomed back on the property because this is a one team town for the NFL and the MLB and uh, the NHL. Um, I mean, that's just the way it is. That that's that you know they'll 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 put the hex on you and call your editor and say, mm, can we get maybe a different columnist uh, credentialed for the you know team? Because uh, you have to be friendly, especially especially when you're broadcasting their games. You you have to be you 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 can't attack them, you know. And and uh, that that's that's funny. Oh, have you seen all the husky players that are going through the combine for the NFL draft? These are guys that are that are going through this thing to go make money. They're kind of throwing shade at Kalen DeBoer for <laughs> going to Alabama. I had not seen that. No. Yeah, they're like, oh, it happened pretty quick. Well, really? <laughs> really? Yeah, three days after the national championship game. Weird how Alabama doesn't want to stick around and wait for their, their next head coach. They make an offer. It's a great offer. You're Kalen DeBoer, and you're like, goodbye, Montlake. Um, I, I, you know. Things are way different today because players now can get out of a commitment, a letter of intent, immediately. If the coaching staff that you that recruited you and you're like, oh, I love Cheney, uh, you know, I love Bozeman. If they're gone, then the contract's broken. And that's that's one part of sort of the private sector that is now invaded the NCAA that I'm I'm all frankly, I'm all for it. That if the guy that recruited you is gone, you don't have to go there, because there's a generation of guys that are at USC because uh, because uh, 
Pete Carroll was in their living room pitching him that, oh, yeah, oh, I'm a player developer. I mean, you know, yeah. And then he's gone a week later. And uh, that whole stuff, um, it would, would I think it would be interesting if they did one throwback round in the NCAA tournament with no shot clock and no three-point line. I'd, I'd watch that. Watch guys play that for the first time. It'd be kind of boring. You think so? I think so. That, that's why they changed it. Uh, so there's, uh, there's, uh, there's that. Uh, on that, all right. Well, I'm I'm dancing around uh, the checking the texting. Maybe I should actually read the text. Um, and no, I can't. You can mock me all you want, but I'm not the the thing that I titled. I mean, you you would concur that cut six. I can't say what I labeled it. About Mayorkas. <laughs> yes, I think it's uh, He proves in what he says that he is what I said. He is on that label. But that way I'll never forget that uh, uh, that, that label. You know what I remember today? Because I was, um, be, because after, after Chris, what's his name? Chris Murphy said that I'm a, I'm a, I'm xenophobic and racist if I don't believe in this, in this uh, immigrant, comprehensive bipartisan Immigration bill. I remembered what Wolf Blitzer, what Wolf Blitzer once said. So many of these people, almost all of them that we see, are so poor, and they are so black, and this is going to raise lots of questions for people who are watching this story unfold. <laughs> and that is so black. <laughs> What's the regular black? I know, and that's why Anderson Cooper uh, got promoted over him. All right, so the funeral of Alexei Navalny was negotiated pretty intensely behind the scenes um, between uh, anonymous people that don't want to be on camera because they'll have a sudden fifth-story window accident. Well, and apparently one of the things that, uh, you know, motivated Vladimir Putin to give the body back to the family was Yulia Navalny was calling out the tyrant for not being a real Christian because he always likes to tout his Christian bona fides. Yeah, and that's she just, said if you're not going to give him a proper burial, you're a false Christian. Yeah, and and it was, uh, it was a bit of a catch twenty two. It was compounded by Russian celebrities that normally Putin can count on to hump his leg on RT and all that, and they're like, well, kind of, they're kind of right. And they, they put that up on Telegram. I mean, they put themselves on a list, and they were brave enough to— I mean, because they are—Russia is, you could say, a traditional faith-based society. Um, in, in whatever is left of the Russian Orthodox Church after Stalin was done with it, uh, Putin is doing the same thing, where <clears throat> when he needs to wrap himself in the Eastern Orthodox, the Russian Orthodox Church, he does it, like Stalin did— in 1941, right after uh, Hitler invaded, uh, like Saddam did after he lost his ass in the Gulf War. And that's when they added uh, Quranic text to the Iraqi flag because Saddam, uh, he when he saw the Shia rise up, he's like, oh, uh, what luck. I'm, I, for one, uh, am first in line to get into the mosque on Friday or whatever. Whatever we hear. And so, I mean, that it, it was that craven. So anyway, they, they had to agree that there wouldn't be any public protest, no mention of war about the special military operation. And those are brave boys down there liberating Ukraine from those Nazis and the whole thing. And so why have you come here today with so many other uh, Russians to pay your respects? I guess it's a symbolic value for people who don't agree with everything that's happening in Russia. Right. I can't be specific because you're a dead man. So we can say like right, the bad words, you it, know, it's risky for you to be here. Yeah, it's uh, certainly risky. So why take the you risk? See, 
Because uh, that's my stance on things. And I believe that's to show solidarity, that you are not the one who is, has to deal with this. I mean, y- you know what? You can pound on the glass at Seattle City Council, but that, this guy is taking his life into his hands exactly. by, by appearing on CNN with his face at Navalny's funeral, at a guy that Putin just whacked, that he would just as soon feed to the dogs. The dogs may not eat him because he's nine days dead now, but he'd just as soon do that as uh, drink champagne. Or wait, no, that's, uh, that's, like Hitler, he doesn't drink. Um, that's another reason the army doesn't like Putin is because he doesn't drink. When he gets together, he doesn't drink. And he, he was in the KGB. And so, but anyway, so now here's a woman, same deal, and 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 just and just listen to her catch herself, seeing seeing her life flash in front of her, her eyes because there's no Northwest bail fund when the uh, when the MVD come and grab you or the FSB come and grab you and put their put you in their even worse jail. I would say Russia. that it united some people, but at the same time, it's quite sad. it's obviously horribly sad. Uh, it upsets me obviously and uh, other. Uh, people here in this uh, group, uh, yeah. but I think it's kind of a uniting thing uh, since a lot of people come came here to right. pay their last goodbyes. Sure, but what, what does it say about your country, about Russia? The uh, state of it? There are obviously some people who are, um, I guess, uh, against uh, the whole thing that's happening right now. I yeah. can't say it obviously, uh, but uh, there are some people who have good, uh, good, good hearts, basically. I, I mean, like. she's having to dance around. She's that. against the whole. Thing the, the you know the thing does that, it rhyme with that, that, uh, with boar yeah and and so so yeah if you want to see um, a great send up of of that sort of thing happening then you got to see uh, death of Stalin because Michael Palin uh, plays the foreign minister Molotov and they they accuse his wife of of treachery and subversion and so he has to denounce his wife and and, and then then they find her innocent and then. Um, and then he suddenly has to do a 180. Like, well, I, I had, I had uh, denounced her treachery, but as long as it's been proven that, so she's at home now. You're saying, right? And so, uh, that that poor woman. Some people who are, um, I guess, uh, against uh, the whole thing that's happening right now. I yeah. can't say it, obviously. She can't say it, obviously. Um, she wants to say we're against the war, but she knows she'll be thrown in yeah, prison. Yeah, I'm sorry. A invasion of individuals is still an invasion, okay? And it doesn't make me uh, xenophobic or racist uh, to say that. And um, and if I call Biden going to Brownville Kabuki Theater and a straw man, it doesn't... Uh, uh, I'm 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 I, I so I'm I'm being anti-bipartisan, and you know it's like me calling Miarcus anti-handicapped because he's calling out Abbott. Unlike Texas Governor Abbott's efforts to undermine federal border enforcement. Well, why do you hate handicapped people? They're froggy boy. Um. So uh, so anyway, um. But uh, once again, you're all distracted, xenophobic racists. Well, I mean, first of all, this invasion rhetoric is just absolutely disgusting. It's xenophobic. It's racist. Go to you- so there. How about that? How about that? So uh, that's that's going to be one talking point this weekend. That if you're against that very flawed bill, and I don't know what Langford got uh, to put a, a Republican stamp on it, but he's stupid. I, he might be conservative, but he's also stupid. Uh, what did we learn in the transcript of who is the big guy? The answer may be revealed was 
Uh, was Hunter, by Hunter's own words, was he drunk or high when he tweeted that I'm sitting next to my dad? Which one? And there's a third choice. Uh, back in a second, I am somebody KTTH. Somebody, KTTH, uh, Ryan Suitser. Wait till you hear what the world's number, what has displaced starvation as the world's uh, number one uh, health uh, issue. I'm reminded by 951 uh, here, wrapping up the checking the texting. Uh, Andrew Breitbart uh, died 12 years ago, March 1. I'm trying to think historically what happened, but uh, great guy. <clears throat> really, really good guy, a groundbreaker. And I met him at the Reagan Library several times for stuff. Super nice guy, um, and and a sharp guy too. I mean, and he he was a disruptor. He was absolutely a disruptor, and also uh, because uh, the left doesn't like it when uh, sort of uh, outside the box thinking conservatives are successful. His success with a alternate media vexed them, vexed them deeply. And forty three years old, when yeah, he passed. and and. Uh, and I forget what it was, it was an aortic aneurysm or something. I mean, short of having, you know, that full body scan, you really, and are we getting all the bad news out of the way? Because here, here, here comes bad news number two. Tim Wakefield, pitcher, died of cancer, what, six months ago? I think October, maybe. Wife died last night. I saw that. Very Yeesh. tragic and sad. I, I didn't know that she had pancreatic I cancer. I think they have kids, too. Yeah. I mean, like, single digit, like, like. Like three, uh, three kids, like nine, six, and whatever. But uh, life's not fair. All right, bummer. Here we go. <laughs> so, uh, hey, happy so Friday. <laughs> this just in, life's not fair. Yeah, true. Um, and by and by the way, what what I did the the groundbreaking tenth uh, break on yesterday was emerging news coming out of Gaza that the Israelis allowed an aid convoy into the north, um, and and knowing. The disaster that unfolds anytime they bring a convoy in because Hamas runs them, uh, they they put the unblinking eye of a UAV on it, and sure enough, the trucks were were bum rushed by thousands of Palestinians that were just there was no organized. Hamas used to take all the aid convoys and UNRWA, whatever. Even though the UN's been invited to hey reset that up, but this time hire non-Hamas guys to distribute food. They won't play. They're not leaving. They're leaving that out of the story that that the UN was offered. Hey, do you want to administer this like they did in Bosnia and and all that? And they wouldn't do it. And so predictably, you got a bunch of starving people grasping at food. Um, and then a crowd of people got wind in their jaws and evidently started walking as a group towards the Israeli army. And they they fired in the air. And there were some troops that were a little out of the the margins, uh, and so there were the, the Israel. The IDF is admitting, okay, there's some people that were uh, that were shot, but the shooting created a, a panic 
Because, see, the masses are asses. That's how crowds operate. If you're running, I better run too, or else, you know, uh, I might die tired. And that, and so overwhelmingly, and I looked at a lot of Telegram video, <clears throat> because everybody shoots video and then puts it on Telegram. I'm looking for bullet wounds. I'm seeing crushing injuries. I'm seeing a lot of people with blood, uh, nose and mouth. I'm not there, but I'm just saying that... Uh, even witnesses are saying there was a huge crush. And then there's video of the aid trucks now in the hands of of, uh, of of Palestinians are running over people. And so immediately Al Jazeera, when, when I did that 10th break yesterday at 9.15, Al Jazeera's first headline was Israeli massacre of uh, starving Palestinians. That That's how Iran told Al Jazeera in Qatar uh, to run that. And it, it was like you could have copied and pasted it right off of, um, right off of PressTV.ir, which is the uh, Iranian English language propaganda uh, news piece. But they, because they called it a IDF massacre, a Jewish massacre of uh, Palestinian starving refugees, um, and uh, and all that. So anyway, that that's that's what's going on right now. The Israelis are trying to correct the record, and also as usual. The the president took the first version that the that it, the Israelis uh, are responsible for a uh, a massacre, and so therefore we have to talk about. It. And all he's concerned about is the the blowback from his crazy base, the the crazy people that are at the Seattle City Council pounding on the windows with their rent of Venezuelan. Um, the, whole thing, the the same impulse that, that made him before he knew the full story say this. this week, have you failed the chaos that's unfolding? Of course, I take responsibility. I'm president, but it was horrible what to see, as you saw, to see people treated like they did, horses barely running them over, people being strapped. It's outrageous. Fiction. That was three years ago. Fiction. Total fiction. And he never apologized for it. And and no no wonder he never apologized for it. the the former chief, his first chief from 21, 2021 to twenty twenty three said he never met with Biden or the vice president the border czar border border czar Kamala he never met with either of them in all the time he was chief of border patrol. I've made it perfectly clear when I was the chief I never once met with the president or the vice president, and I think it's long overdue that they sit down and roll up their sleeves and start coming up with some solutions. Yeah, so there, there's that. Um, and did you see him walking around when they were out on the dirt road? They, uh, his they shuffling, didn't, yeah. And you know what? They, they showed like a screenshot on network news. MSNBC is not rolling with that video. Uh, because upon further review, you shouldn't have let the old man uh, walk around with people half his age. Um, I mean, they tried to even the playing field by getting getting that one Border Patrol uh, woman to, to get a uniform that she could fit in. But he he was uh, he was in full shuffle mode, and it it looks bad. It looks it looks real bad. It looks like he's a racist, xenophobic uh, guy uh, or something uh, on that one. So. Um, so here's the deal. Seattle City Attorney has been referred to the, some of the people that were arrested breaking up a Seattle uh, City Council meeting. It's a privilege, not a right to go in there. It's not first come, first serve, loudest megaphone or whatever. There's, there's rules. There's rules in every state legislature. You can't go on the floor if, without being recognized with a megaphone. That's not racism or xenophobia or whatever. 
if you go down to Olympia today and you just walk on the floor of the House of the Senate and say, I got something to say, you're going to be arrested. Okay, it's not a restriction on free speech. Um, it's 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 a that, that's how government has to work. And let me remind you, the thing that's never <clears throat> when people say you're abridging my free speech, you, you don't have a right to block my right to free speech. Okay. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or of the right of the people to or, or the right of the people peaceably to assemble. That word's in there. It's right there. They're not making this up. Um, and, and you interrupting democracy is not you defending democracy or peaceably assembling. So, uh, so what's the deal there? The Seattle City Council, step by step, you, you keep giving them the rope. They will keep hanging you with it, lefties, lefty commie bail people <laughs> or, or, or uh, whatever. Um, all right, when uh, when we come back, it'll be the second hour, and uh, the, the new breaking news tab will be debuted. That just minutes away, I promise you. And we'll check in with local news, more stuff when we come back. Also, uh, know it all at 7.15, so be back, won't you please? AM 770 KDTH. Cognitive beauties.